0: Egbert, Margaret and Stephen stories by Jedda Bradley. For more stories, visit jeddabradley.com. Egbert, Margaret and Stephen and the silver-winged iridescent fly. Egbert, Margaret and Stephen were camping in the forest on their own. Stephen was very scared of the dark, and one of the challenges that Egbert and Margaret had given him was to spend a night out in the forest, without their parents, but he couldn't do it on his only lonely. So they said they could do it with him, which was fair enough. But Margaret was actually scared of marshmallows being roasted on the fire, and the reason she was scared of them was because when they melted down the stick, if you didn't put them in your mouth in time, They stuck to the stick and the stick became a stick man. Margaret was afraid the stick man would turn into a real man in the middle of the night and come and haunt them like a marshmallow golem. Egbert looked at her and said, That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. I mean, that is crazier than Stephen being scared of the night. Golems aren't real. They're just made-up creatures. Margaret said, They had them in the Torah. 5,000 years ago, they talked about golems. They had them in the grim fairy tales. Oh, so they must be real then, said Egbert. They had them all over the world. Just because you haven't seen one doesn't mean they're not real. And how will the marshmallows turn into a golem, said Egbert. You don't know golems, said Margaret. No, I don't know golems, said Egbert. Tell me about them. This stick can turn into a golem, said Margaret. Cause it has the shape of a man on it. But it's made out of marshmallows said Egbert. You'll see said Margaret. You've just made me more scared said Stephen looking at them both. I used to be afraid of the night and now I'm afraid of the night and a marshmallow stick man turning into a golem. He went into the tent. I want to go home. We can't go home said Margaret. We're in the middle of the forest and it's dark. We wouldn't be able to make our way out. Egbert said that's true. Margaret's right. Well, I'm not going out of the tent, even if I have to pee. If I have to pee, I'm going to do it all over the mattress instead. Oh, said Margaret, that's gross. Don't do that. It'll go everywhere. I don't care. It's your fault for making me scared, said Stephen. Well, to be honest, said Egbert, you were already scared. But now you've made me petrified. I'll get you a cup and you can pee into the cup, said Egbert. "Ah," oh, said Margaret, I'm not drinking out of that cup. I'm not drinking out of that cup either, said Egbert. Nobody is. We'll pour the pee out in the morning and wash it. Ugh, said Margaret. I'm still not drinking out of it. You must put your name on it, she told Stephen, and make sure everyone knows it's Stephen's Pee Cup. No, said Stephen. I'm not putting my name on it. How would you like it? What if other campers came along in the morning and they see a cup and it says Stephen's Pee Cup and they say, Who's Stephen. And everybody points at me and they know it's my peacup. Right, said Egbert. We'll just put peacup on it then. Oh, said Margaret. No. What if some campers come along in the morning and they see peacup and they say, Oh, whose peacup is that? Has it got pea in it? I would be really, really embarrassed. And I would say, No, it's Stephen's, and I'd point at Stephen. Egbert looked at Stephen. We'll put your name, Stephen. Stephen's cup. All right, said Stephen. All right, said Margaret, but I still don't like it. What if other campers come along and they see Stephen's cup written on it and they think, why does someone have to write Stephen's cup on their cup? And they ask us, why have you written Stephen on it? And we say, because it's the cup that he pees into. Egbert gave Margaret a really bad look. You are making this really, really hard for us. Why don't we just put SPC on it, said Margaret. Because then the campers will come along and say, what is SPC, said Stephen. And we'll have to say it means Stephen's peacup. Could mean anything, said Margaret. Could mean Stephen's plants. Claps. I don't think I want to pee at night, said Stephen, ever. And we won't need a cup. I need a cup, said Egbert. If I want to pee at night, I'm going to pee into a cup too. Ugh, said Margaret. I think I might just sleep in a hammock outside between the trees. You'll get bitten by mosquitoes, said Egbert. Yeah, and the bears will eat you, said Stephen. There's no bears here in the forest. We don't have bears, said Margaret. All right, the mosquitoes will eat you and the snakes might bite you. Margaret gave Egbert and Stephen a withering look. Okay, I'll stay in the tent. So they all went into the tent and pulled themselves into their sleeping bags and stared up through the top of the tent at the sky. I like how we can see the stars, said Margaret. Those aren't stars, said Egbert. Those are just little stickers I put at the top of the tent to make you think they were stars. That's mean, said Margaret. They are stars, said Stephen. Egbert's just fooling with you. Are they stars, said Margaret? No, said Egbert. Yes, said Stephen. Well, I like them, whatever they are, stickers or stars. And she closed her eyes and went to sleep and began to snore. What, said Stephen. She never told us she snored. That'll keep the mosquitoes away, said Egbert. And he poked Margaret in the ribs very hard. Wake up, Margaret, you're snoring. "'Ah, leave me alone. I'm very tired.' And she went back to sleep and started snoring again. Egbert said to Stephen, "'You know those are real stars. "'You know I didn't put stickers up there. "'I just wanted to fool Margaret.' "'I know,' said Stephen. "'If you get scared tonight, you can look at the stars "'and think about how they're watching you all the way up there.' "'They're watching me?' said Stephen. "'But what will they do to me?' "'They're not going to do anything to you,' said Egbert. "'They're just going to keep you company.' I don't want them to keep me company. They're a long, long way up. They look big, huge, shiny. I can't tell what they look like. They're so far away. All I'm saying is, if I'm asleep and you're awake on your own, you might want to be comforted by the fact that you're not on your own. I'm not, said Stephen. Who else is here? Sometimes, Egbert said, I really wonder where you left your brain. Egbert went to sleep fairly quickly, even though Margaret was rattling the whole tent with her loud snores. It was only Stephen left, and he told himself, Don't worry, there's lots of things around us, watching us, and being here with us, and making sure we're okay, and we don't really know what they are, there could be anything, but apparently they're very nice. Stephen decided to turn onto his side, he didn't want to look at the stars anymore and they kept looking at him. I've had enough of you looking at me, said Stephen. He turned to the other side but he couldn't sleep. He turned again, he still couldn't sleep. He said, I don't like this. I don't like being awake when other people are asleep. I mean, after all, they should be awake while I'm asleep. After two hours, he might have counted about a million stars and he had seen a superface up there and he'd seen a pop and a rainbow and a fighting warrior and the six sisters that were bickering together. It really is like I'm part of the one whole big family, he said to all of them. And with that, he went to sleep. Sometime later in the morning, like about 3 a.m., Egbert woke up. Margaret was still snoring. Stephen was lying on his side with one arm thrown back and his nose up in the air, as if he was trying to climb with his nose up to the stars. Egbert went outside. He decided since he was 13 that he would go outside and pee, and he wouldn't pee into a cup. He would pee into the grass. He was old enough, and he went out. He did his pee, and he went back to sleep. In the morning, they woke up, and they found there was a big pool of liquid next to the tent. What's that, said Margaret. Yeah, said Stephen. It stinks like pee. I don't know, said Egbert, but that's where I went for a pee last night, but I didn't do that much, I don't think. It looks like you did a lot. It looks like you did so much you could possibly have a bath in it, said Margaret. I mean, did you sleep out there just peeing all night? No, I didn't, said Egbert. But something strange was happening for sure. The next night, Margaret had to get up and go pee in the middle of the night. She went back into the tent and went to sleep. After she'd finished peeing though, Egbert waited until Margaret was snoring and he went outside. He saw the most amazing thing. There was a little firefly with really large silver iridescent wings and every time its wings touched the pea, the pea multiplied. The pea got bigger and bigger until the fly had a very large pool to swim in of pea. Egbert couldn't believe it. It was amazing. He'd never seen a fly like it. In the morning when he told Margaret, she said he was lying. She said such a fly could not exist. But when they got home, Margaret went straight up to her computer and googled fly with the iridescent wings that makes P multiply. Well, there was such a fly. It was extremely rare and it was only found in South America and such a fly had never ever been spotted in Australia. And for those people who would ever spot one, there would be a large reward. Get back to the camping site, shouted Margaret. We've got to catch that fly. She told Egbert and Stephen all about it. They hastily told their parents they were no longer going to school and they were going to camp out in the forest forever until they caught the fly. What fly? said Mum and Dad. Egbert, Margaret and Stephen told their Mum and Dad all about the fly, how it was wanted in Australia And it would bring them lots and lots of money. Are you sure it will get you lots and lots of money? Maybe it will just get your name in the newspaper. Maybe all you'll get is a little mention some day, said mum. Well, could be. But wouldn't it be great if we were the ones to find it, even if there was no money, said Egbert? All right, you've got one night to find it, said Dad, and then you're coming home. That night the three of them sat in the tent. I'm scared, said Stephen. What are you scared of, said Egbert? I'm scared we're not going to find it. I'm scared that we will find it. What if we get it and it multiplies us? What if anything that it touches, it multiplies? It only multiplies P, said Margaret. We know that. We googled it. We don't know everything about this fly, said Stephen. Who knows what it will do? Maybe it will peck our eyes. Maybe it will eat our teeth. I don't think so, said Egbert. Go to sleep. No, I can't. I'm too scared to go to sleep. I can't shut my eyes. In my eyes, I see iridescent flies. "'Shush, you're being such a little silly billy,' said Margaret. "'I am not!' shouted Stephen, and he punched her. "'No punching,' said Egbert. "'No punching. Not at all.' "'I'm sorry,' said Stephen. "'But don't tease me any more." He went on his side and went to sleep, even though he thought he was much too scared to. "'Come on,' said Margaret. "'Come on what?' said Egbert. "'It's time to go and pee, of course,' said Margaret. "'I'm not peeing in front of you,' said Egbert.' Then you go pee first, and I'll pee second. Why? Why should you pee second? Why can't I pee second? said Egbert. Well, because you're the oldest. You should go out first. So Egbert went out and peed. In quick as a flash, Margaret had her bottle there, and a net, and a pair of binoculars she could see through at night. She kept her eyes trained on the pee that was coming from Egbert. Stop watching me, said Egbert. It's not very nice. I have to watch you. We've come for the fly, not for the pee. Egbert left his puddle of pee and went back to sit with Margaret. He didn't like it that his sister was watching his pea. ''Yuck,'' said Margaret. ''It's not my fault.'' Then, all of a sudden, they saw the fly come. ''There it is!'' exclaimed Margaret. She woke Stephen up quickly. ''Stephen, wake up! The fly is there!'' "What? ''What? What? What?'' said Stephen. And he sat up. ''Ah, oh, it's beautiful!'' All three of them stared at the fly. Margaret quickly got up with her net and smashed it down on the fly and put the fly in the bottle and put the lid on. They looked, using their torch, at the fly in the bottle. But now, as it was in the bottle, its wings were falling off and they were no longer silver, they were just grey. "'Oh dear,' said Margaret. "'I think we've killed it, or we've killed its spirit,' said Stephen. "'Poor fly!' Egbert looked at the fly. We should let it go, he said. This isn't right. I mean, I know they want a specimen, but maybe they just won't be able to have a specimen. This little one doesn't want to be in the bottle. Margaret looked at the fly. It was true. It looked very sad. She opened the lid. The fly immediately got up. I think the fly knows how to play dead, said Margaret. It's just pretending. She put the lid back on. The fly collapsed on the floor. It's a really good actor, said Margaret. It knows if it plays dead, we'll let it out again. I don't think it's playing dead, said Stephen. I think it really is going to die and I'm not taking it back. Margaret had to agree with Stephen. The fly was trapped inside the bottle and soon if they took it somewhere to a scientist, they would probably pin it to something and then it really would be dead. All right, she said. We won't tell anyone what we found, will we? No, said Egbert. No, said Stephen. She opened the jar and let it out out it flew. The next day at school they told everyone that the reason they were not at school the day before was because the marshmallow had melted on the stick and then become a golem and briefly eaten each one of them. They had fought really hard against that sticky sweet disgusting golem and finally the golem had shrunk back into a stick and then into a marshmallow. Nobody believed them of course.